Hi, I'm Hannah, team manager with the Orange Arrow Players Association, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field. Please consider making a play by giving, hosting a friend raiser, subscribing to our podcast and YouTube channel, and staying connected on social media at Orange Arrow PA. Visit orangearrow.org for more information. Thank you for listening. Take aim. You are now inside the play call with Orange Arrow, and I'm your host, Sean Robinson. And today we have a very, very special guest, my guy, Adam, two ends, Gun. Adam Gun. what up, boss? How are you? Sean Rob, I'm doing great, my man. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking, man. It's good to see you via Zoom. It's good to hear your voice, man. You look good as always. And so I said, Gun two ends how often do people forget the last end all the time man all the time <laughs> it's a great last name i absolutely love it get a ton of compliments all the time uh but funny story at heinz field we were walking down the rotunda and one of my boys behind me said hey gun the whole place stopped so you got to be careful oh <laughs> So, so Adam, so being a former athlete, you understand the importance of warming up and stretching. I got a couple warm-up questions for you. You ready? What you got? If you could only listen to one musical artist for 30 days straight, I only need one, who are you selecting? Man, uh, that's a tough one because I know personally I'm never going to listen to just one artist. I mix it up. My playlist is diversified for sure. If I had to pick one, it would... I gotta pick two. Can I pick two? But now we're gonna talk about your professional career. You are a decision maker, so you do not have a problem making decisions, man. All I need is one. Drake, Drake. Okay. Okay. And I picked Drake because he can go. He can mix it up a little bit. It's just not all one genre. He mixes it up. So if I gotta go with one, it's gonna be Drake. Yeah, Drake. Drake's been on a solid run for a long time now. I don't know if we've really ever seen this type of dominance from an artist in a while in, in that genre. Like, yeah. it's incredible what he's doing. I'm looking forward to his new album coming up soon. For sure. What's yours? I go with Michael Jackson. I play, I can't go wrong with Michael because I can talk about Jackson, Jackson 5, he, I, a little something with Janet, like scream, like stop pressuring me, all of that. Like, I, I go Michael. Drake's a great selection. I mean, shoot, he's influenced by Michael. Every, who, who has to be influenced by Michael? I'm going right. Michael Jackson. Michael Love Jackson. It. But but since you, since you're my guy, who is your backup choice? Chance the rapper. Ooh, that's surprising. Okay. Yep. And all again, right. a guy that mixes it up a little bit. It's not always exactly the same. It's a little different. Love it. Yeah, but I, I feel like Chance was on like was on was on his headed up towards his peak. He, he might be going down his peak. Like what happened with that? Like like Chance was blowing up. I mean, people know who he is. But I feel like his music, at least maybe the last album or two, hasn't hit the same. I mean, do you get yeah. that sense as well? I do definitely get that. I think he tried to make a comeback with Justin Bieber here recently. Um, but yeah, besides that, he's kind of in the shadows, which is interesting. Hope we can make a comeback though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Chance. I mean, from what I know, watching it seems to be you know a solid dude, family man. You know, we're family men, so so I I, I could appreciate that, especially in the hip hop sure. industry. Yeah, just seems like a great dude. Easy yeah, support. So. There's an autobiography of Adam Gunn. What is the title? 
That's a tough question. Great question. I think it would have to be something along the lines of adversity. So one step back, two steps forward makes a lot of sense for me. Um, just some of the adversity that I face, I've had some success and had some great experience that I'm fortunate enough to, to have had, uh, but it hasn't come with a decent amount of adversity along the way and very real adversity that hopefully, uh, and very frank, that I have overcome and it's made me a better person. And in every single one of those instances, my motto shows up and that's life is 10% about what happens to you and 90% how you respond. I think that if you live your life that way, uh, you're going to face adversity, you're going to look at it head on, and you're going to be a better person afterwards if you grow and learn from that experience. And I've been very fortunate that that's how things have worked out for me. And I'm still growing and still developing, uh, but with that mindset in mind every single day. Man, I, I need the podcast over now. I like you to sum everything <laughs> up. I can't wait to jump in line to get your autograph uh, when you autograph your book. Like, I love it, man. I'm sold already. I'm sold yeah. already. Can't wait to read it. <laughs> I'm going to start writing right now. You sold me. <laughs> Favorite TV show of all time? Yeah, man. This is probably going to be an unpopular decision, um, but you wouldn't believe it, but Survivor. Survivor. The show that I am still into, and I actually got into it late. Uh, it's been around for a long time, very mainstream, but it's probably died down, just like Chance the Rapper. Uh, but I'm still into it. I think it's a game of life. Um, and just some of the, the shows and just the experiences that I see through there are, are pretty cool. No, I'm into it. Survivor. Okay, cool, Survivor. cool. Yeah. Take us back. Young Adam Gunn, hometown, early interest into sports. Take us back. Where are you from? Yeah. So I'm one of five. So I'm the baby by far. So all my brothers and sisters are pretty, pretty much older than me. Um, so I has always been just tugged around and, and brought around to practices and everything else. So I didn't have a choice but to play football and every other sport because my brothers did it as well. So I uh, grew up uh, in, in Vandegrift, Pennsylvania, which is about 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, that, that's my roots. That's where everything really started and just didn't have a choice but to play sports, uh, football, basketball, track. Uh, actually got into golf once Tiger Woods started to, to show up. Uh, I was intrigued by him and, and wanted to be him for sure. Um, totally. Great experiences and, and good family time through all that, for sure. So now I get it. Why you still look like you have a baby face. You are the baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby, man. That's it. Can't get rid of it. That, that's, that's, that's awesome. And so the um, was football the one that you gravitated to like early on? Yeah, uh, without a doubt, football was it for me. Um, just naturally just felt like home, felt like that's right. I, I excelled. Um, and fortunately, you know my story. I, it ended up working out for me at the college level. But just trying to follow my brother's footsteps. Both of them played football in college and always just wanting to be them and, and work hard and, and things worked out. So yeah, football now, who did, definitely it. Who did you look up to professional athletes-wise? Professional athlete-wise, man, there's so many different people. Um, Junior Seau, Ray Lewis. Um, yeah, you're a linebacker. You're picking the greats now. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, those are the guys I look up to. And a guy that you wouldn't think about is Zach Thomas. Uh, I got my yeah. right? So just a guy that wasn't naturally as gifted as everyone else, but was so smart that he was a step ahead. And that's the type of player that I felt that I was, was 
just needed to overcome a few physical things. Uh, but if I could be smart and uh, be a step ahead, that's how I'm going to excel. And that's what worked out for me. So how was the recruiting process for you coming out of high school? Yeah, it was we're interesting. We're going to talk about your days at Pitt, but yeah. go ahead. Who else were you considering? Yeah, so I got a lot of excitement right out of the gate. So I was fortunate enough to start early in my college or in my high school career. Um, so I got a lot of interest and things along those lines. But right out of the gate, just had some people at the University of Pittsburgh that I naturally gravitated to. I was like, man, that's the place. Um, so the start of my junior season, I committed to Pitt. And that was it. So uh, after my senior season, some more people tried to knock at the door. But I was pretty firm in my commitment. Took a few other visits, uh, but ultimately decided that Pitt uh, Walt Harris, Coach Paul Rhodes, those are my people, and, and yeah. uh, rest in peace. Uh, those are the people that I wanted to be around, and uh, it was the best decision I ever made. Some solid people with his name right there. Wow. The um, You took a couple other visits. Where did you go? Say that again? You took a couple other visits. Where did you go? Yeah, so West Virginia, Maryland, Ooh. college. Okay. All right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So they, they were close. It was interesting. Uh, they showed a lot of interest, but ultimately Pitt was it. Pitt is it. Pitt is it. <laughs> you talked about golf. We could talk about that later. But you also mentioned Coach Harris. Have you had the opportunity to play golf with him yet? I have, yeah. Coach is pretty darn good. He is. He's solid. You wouldn't think him, man. My man could hit it. Um, but yeah, he actually he lives not too far from me, so I see him around on occasion. It's great to catch up with him. He's a great dude. Ton of respect for him. Yeah, now coach, I mean, he still coaches me up on the golf course. Sean, if you just do this and you just like, like he really studies the game. Like he knows, right. like he takes his time with it. It's, it's great. So he has a, a home in Sarasota, Florida. It's not far from where I am, a few nice. hours. So uh, we're going to connect and play. Great. So, so, you, so you, you go to Pitt. What did you major in? Yeah, so communication and rhetoric was my main uh, bachelor's and I have a, a minor in sociology and uh, administrative justice just because I had the extra credits and just try to take advantage of that but uh, I was fortunate because I had six years of university uh, that I got my master's as well so I finished my master's while I was still playing so my master's in public administration with a focus in uh, public and nonprofit organizations. So just talk about your, your experience in general at Pitt being a student athlete. Yeah, so I can't talk about Pitt without talking about Coach Wanstead. Uh, just salt of the earth, Pittsburgh guy, a guy that had a huge impact on my life. So Walt Harris uh, was only there for a year for me, and then Wanstead came in, and uh, man, I just can't say enough about the guy. Can't thank him enough for what he did for me as a player, and then just a, a person after football. He's really the person that uh, really set me up for long-term success, taught me a lot. Um, and just ultimately look up to that guy so much. I ran into him, uh, I guess it was probably two years ago now, maybe a year and a half in Chicago, randomly. Walked into wow. him and his wife, Jan, were sitting there and you know, we caught up and it was, it was great to see him. Great to see Miss Wanted as well. Just genuinely great people uh, that I love and, and trust with my life. Awesome. So, so how did you balance like time management? Uh, how was that transition for you from high yeah, school? So from a high school athlete to a college athlete? People don't realize how tough that is. Football is a full-time job, and then you have to manage your course schedule on top of that. Uh, it was a challenge, but to be honest with you, Pitt has such a great system uh, with all their support through academics, life skills. There's so many people there to support you and guide you. 
uh, for tutors and just people to, that care about you as an individual and want to see you succeed. So you have so many people around you that are helping you uh, overcome the, the tough obstacles of managing both. And I can't be more thankful for all that. It's a challenge, but with the right people and support, it was all good and worth it. So, so, so you have a story to share on the field. I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you take, take it from there. Your on, on the field experience being a yeah. student out there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm guessing you're referring to me breaking my neck. Um, that had that's still scary here. Like what? Is this, is sure. it still scary to say that? Like, how does that feel to even say that? Yeah, man, it's weird. It sounds like it from the outside. It's like a huge thing man. breaking your neck paralysis, all that. But for me, it was just the adversity that I had to face in that time and just getting back to my life motto. That's what it was. And the first question I asked when I heard in the doctor's office is, when can I play again? So all I was thinking about was not the injury and how I could be down on myself, uh, but how can I get over this and get back on the field? Uh, so how it happened was, it was my year, senior year. Uh, it was against Bowling Green. It was the first, it was the start of the second half. So it was like the second play of the second half uh, and had a wide receiver dragging across the field. I was the outside linebacker. Scott McKillop was the middle linebacker as the, run, the wide receiver was dragging. He ducked. I went down with a, a horrible hitting technique that I had, head down, and Scott and I uh, hit head on, and it lights out for me. So I don't remember anything from that. There's about an hour gap in my life that is, is gone forever. Um, but thank you. We had some, some great athletic trainers and Rob Blank and Tim Dunleavy and and Vonda Wright, uh, our, our team surgeon, to, to get me uh, to off the field and uh, into the locker room, and, and it all worked out. Uh, ultimately had surgery about a week later uh, with an anterior cervical disectomy fusion of my C4, C5 vertebrae. And uh, after that, I set out that entire year, and I was fortunate enough to, to come back and, and get a six-year of eligibility and uh, play after that. And it was a great six year for me. And to be honest with you, that experience, if it wasn't for that, I would not be the person I am today. Uh, I would say I, I was a leader on the field. I was a leader on the team my fifth year, but it was that sixth year that I really figured out who I was as a human being and a leader. And that's when I was forced to step up. And because of that, it's absolutely made me the person and leader that I am today. So if I could go back, I would break my neck and do it all over again. Wow, wow. So, 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 so we shared, we shared the story. One of the things that, that stands out to me or that I would like to know more about is that you mentioned Scott, Scott McKellar, solid dude. You are still together like brothers. So how was that for him? Cause it wasn't his fault, but, but I, I'm sure you all had conversation or at least had conversation about that. Cause that would be tough, you know, uh, for Scott to, to handle that, that he was part of that, that experience. Yeah, so I get goosebumps thinking about just that whole experience, that story. Um, so what I haven't said is that Scott McKillop is someone that I grew up with in Vandegrift. So we've oh. been together since we were 11 years old, um, midgets all the way through. Um, and for him to experience that with me and uh, be the person that was a part of it. Now, I felt horrible for him. I know he felt horrible, but I know right out of the gate, I made it very certain, Scott, man, it's no hard feelings, nothing yeah. could have done differently. We were just playing the game. It was a freak accident. And to be honest with you, I'm happy that it happened. So, yeah. So, so, so staying at Pitt, fondest memory, whether it's been part of a game, making a play, what have you, what comes to mind? Yeah. So I can't think about Pitt without thinking about my wife. So I met 
my wife, Lindsay, sophomore year of college, and obviously the best thing that's happened to me. Uh, if you look at my life trajectory, it was fine, but I didn't have great GPA. I met her, things just catapulted. Uh, so I give her a lot of credit for uh, the success that I've had and, and all that for sure. But the thing that stands out from the field, 13-9. 13-9 is the, the big thing for me. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know what 13-9 is, it's Pitt versus West Virginia. Uh, we were having a horrible season, uh, but West Virginia, the backyard brawl is a huge rivalry game that we look forward to all year long. And uh, West Virginia was on the verge of going to the national championship. They were number two at the time, um, coming in to face us six and six. I think it was like a 37, 38 point underdog or something crazy. And uh, we ended up- I know that bad and uh, ruin their national championship hopes. I feel bad for them, but man, that experience and just coming back to the, the campus after that, and that was, that was pretty cool. And people still talk about 13-9. If you're a Pitt fan, people say that, you know exactly what they're talking about. And uh, I was very fortunate to be a part of it. Now, me personally, I do not feel bad for them. So I was, <laughs> I was living in Atlanta and watching that game, I was super excited. Uh, but, but yeah, you mentioned your wife, Shout out, shout out to your wife. That's definitely, you know, the best thing for you to come out of come out of Pitt. I actually met my wife in Pittsburgh. So at least as a city of Pittsburgh, that's the best thing for me that I came out of Pittsburgh. And so how was the transition from being a student athlete getting into your professional career? Yeah, so again, I got to bring up Wanstead and just, uh, I remember being at a golf outing right after and he was on the stage just giving a presentation and he was talking to, to everyone that was there and a ton of people. And he, he raised his hand, but like, hey, Adam, stand up, have me stand up and said, if anyone wants anyone that's gonna come into their company, work harder than anyone that is there and just be a tremendous asset for your company, Adam Gunn is the guy. And I can't tell you how many people uh, that reach out to me from that moment, that spread, um, but Pitt Athletics and the Life Skills Department, so Penny Samaya, Lisa Auld, and all that people, uh, life skills had a huge impact in preparing me uh, for the, the life after sports aspect. And I can't thank them enough. Uh, just the networking, just preparation for what it means to be a professional outside of sports. Uh, I was prepared and ready to go uh, right after. And I hit the ground running and uh, I never looked back ever since. And I was very fortunate uh, to get in with Stryker, which is a medical device manufacturer on the sales side of the business, uh, right out of graduate school, right after football. And uh, I'm still with the company and, and life is good. Wow. Yeah. So shout out to Pitt Life Skills. Great team there. They've been a huge support access and asset to the work of Orange Arrow. I didn't know right out of, out of school, you were right into Stryker? Right into Stryker, which is not something that happens very often at all. Yeah. Stryker yeah. Is a, a, a big time medical device company and typically look for a, a lot of sales experience to get into a sales role. But I was fortunate, um, thankful for uh, Craig Levator and uh, the folks over at Three Rivers to give me an opportunity. And uh, it, it's been great ever since. Wow. How about that? And so, so, so you're in the sales industry. Oftentimes, uh, it's encouraged for student athletes to get into the sales industry. And so why is that? So what is it about a student athlete in sales, that, that connection or that marriage? Why does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. And when we think about the leaders of a team, uh, you're leading people, you're communicating with the team, you're overcoming adversity, 
and just the work ethic associated with sports. Um, think about every single day you're competing against someone, whether it's at practice, you're competing against the people in your position to earn your spot or in a game you're competing against your opponents to beat them so you're able to do your job and ultimately win. If you're able to do that on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, once you get into the workforce and particularly sales, which is a very naturally competitive environment, uh, you're going to excel because that's what you've been doing uh, for the years previously. So it's all just in preparation for uh, the workforce and sales is a, is a great place for athletes that have the ability to communicate great and just uh, want to thrive and, and, and make pretty solid money. And so, so staying there, so we work with, as you know, student athletes at Pitt and also University of Miami, and we're looking to expand. And a lot of them want to get into sales. They want to get into medical device sales. What advice do you have for college student athletes who is interested in getting into the sales industry, eventually the uh, medical device sales? Yeah, that's a great question. And the answer is start now and network. Network. That's what it's all about. You need people to have your back and support you and give you the guidance necessary to get to where you want to get to. Um, and I think about some of the athletes that I'm working with now that are still within their uh, colleges. It's the ones that are proactive that are constantly following up and reaching out and hey, they're very committed to getting into striker in the medical device field. Those are the people that I want. The people that know exactly what they want to do and they're taking all the steps necessary to be ready to go whenever that time is, when it comes, when they graduate. So you mentioned network, it makes me think about relationships. Speak to the power of relationships. Yeah, when I'm asked by a job candidate that I'm interviewing, what's the most important thing for someone to be successful uh, at Stryker? It's 100% relationships. You need to be able to walk into a room, immediately gain people's trust, and those people wanna need to immediately wanna support you. Um, obviously, you're selling striker products, which, which is great. Uh, we're the market leader in a lot of our categories, but ultimately, the people need to want to buy from you, and it's all about relationships and developing that trust and uh, being there for them to support them when um, they need it, um, and ultimately, hopefully, the, the favor comes back in your favor um, at the end of it. So how has COVID and the pandemic affected your day-to-day your -day work life? Man, COVID's been tough for us all, right? It's been tough for the world, um, but it's definitely changed uh, how we go about our business. Zoom obviously is now a household name. Uh, we do a lot of Zoom, a lot of Microsoft Teams engagement uh, to keep the team connected and, and engaged. Uh, for the most part, we're essential in the operating room, so we still have access uh, to do our job, but it's definitely made it challenging because health systems and hospitals are struggling financially themselves. So for us to come in and ask them to spend a little additional money uh, for products that are actually important to what they do, uh, it's added some challenges and different dynamics. That, but we've been adapting and growing and we're still having a solid year and, and life is still good despite the challenges that COVID presented. That's great. And so uh, your job is very demanding. How do you manage work-life balance with your beautiful, wonderful family? Yeah, it, it's tough for sure. Uh, but Stryker, actually, that's a high priority for them is that our employees, they love what they do and who they do it with. Um, and life work-life balance is a big part of that. Um, so it, it's very entrepreneurial in nature. So you're allowed to set your own schedule. Uh, ultimately, all you have to do is go out and perform. And if you're able to perform, your family is always number one. And for me and my team, 
Uh, that's what I always preach is family will always be first. Striker will never be higher than that. So take care of them first. Uh, but the good thing is that Striker will allow you to provide for them in pretty cool ways if you do your job. So um, work-life balance is everything. Unfortunately, uh, with my job, I haven't missed a ton of activities uh, despite when I'm traveling uh, here and there, but it, it's been very good for my family. So I'm gonna take you back because you mentioned golf and Tiger Woods, and I know you enjoy the game of golf. We haven't got a chance to play around yet, but you actually just recently gave me a couple courses that I could have tried, you know, for me to try out when I'm gonna play golf with my granddad in Cleveland. Yeah. So what is it about the game of golf that 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 you still enjoy? Do you still play it to this day? Yeah, the competitive nature of it all, um, just every single hole, every single shot. There's different challenges, different things you have to overcome, and just the difficulty of the game. I don't know if I'll ever master it. Uh, actually, I know I won't. <laughs> right. Just, just to get those good shots, it just it's, it's a great feeling and brings me back every single time. So I think it's just a competitive nature. Get out there with your friends and family, spend some quality time, shut off from the outside world, and just uh, have fun and compete is what it's all about for me. Now, do you remember – your favorite golf course, at least one of your favorite golf courses, whether yeah. traveling or anything like that? Uh, so two courses come to mind. Locally, it's Oakmont because it's Oakmont, right? Yeah, Better. there it is. It's just, uh, it's historic when you're there. It just feels special. Um, my go-to course, though, is Cranberry Highlands in the Pittsburgh area in my neck of the woods up here. Um, but uh, Greyhawk in Scottsdale, Arizona is a place that also sticks out. Just all around, just great experience from the time you uh, get out your car, just uh, resort style and just people that really care about the experience and what you uh, experience that whole day, which is great. Any snakes out there? Did you see any snakes? Rattlesnakes everywhere. Ooh, out, <laughs> man. I don't know about <laughs> that one. So, so being in South Florida, I had to get used to the iguanas that's like on every single course. And um, I have seen one alligator uh, out on the course before. So how was it playing around like knowing snakes, like if the ball, if the ball go, goes in the trees, like it's there, <laughs> you so, don't go look for balls. Yeah, the, the balls go into the cacti or just <laughs> into the desert area at all. That's right, the cacti. Don't even go look, it's over. Yeah, that's how it is here. Like what, they say, say signs for alligators, they, they can keep those balls, I'm good. It's in the water, <laughs> I don't need to go pitch for it, nothing like that. If the ball yeah. in a fairway near it, like, I get another one. We're good. We're good. Yeah. And so the mission of Orange Arrow is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field, off the track, out of the pool, wherever the playing arena may be. Why is it important for a student athlete to be successful outside of one sport? Yeah, that's 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 what I love about OA. It's creating that foundation for student athletes to fall back on because sports. Uh, they all aspire to make it to the big leagues, to the professional level. But the reality is it's going to be a very small percentage that actually do. Uh, so there's so much that athletic can teach you, but you also need that additional support and foundation uh, just to give you that to build upon, prepare yourself for, for life after sports. And what I love about OA is you're setting people up with mentors, giving them different perspectives, um, and just giving them positivity that everyone needs in their life and ultimately get setting them up with the mindset of you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. Uh, so OA is extremely powerful uh, for all the kids that are associated with it. 
uh, I would encourage so many people to, to look into it, figure it out, uh, give support, whatever it may be, because you're having a true impact in so many lives. And I appreciate you, Sean Rob, for everything you're doing. Uh, many of us can have a role model and mentor like you. And if we do, we're going to be set up for success. Uh, you're absolutely the best, my man. My guy, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for all that you have done. You've been supporting consistently throughout the years from your resources, financial resources, your time, your advice, your expertise. I appreciate you, my guy. Adam Gunn, don't forget this second end. Appreciate you, man. Look forward to catching up in the near future. Uh, Rob, you're the man. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me.